This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello one and all, and welcome to Behind the Glass, the podcast which aims to take you behind the scenes of the YouTube channel Seen Through Glass, as well as the automotive and social media worlds. I am your host, Sam, from the YouTube channel Seen Through Glass, and alongside me, as always, Mr. Tony from Gravelwood Car Sales. Hello, hello everyone. Hello everyone, good morning. Hello. It is morning. once again a very early Sunday. Is this going to be our new slot for recording? Well, it suits me. It does suit you because you're a very, very busy man and you like to yeah. keep reminding me. Yeah. Yeah. Every time I text Tony at the minute saying, oh, mate, podcast this week, he's like, mate, I've got too much going on. But I am busy, mate. It's great because no one else seems to be busy. Whenever. No, they are. No, whatever. I, mate, they're not because I keep going to all these car dealerships or experts or whatever and be like, oh, you've got a lot on the minute. They're like, mm, still a bit quiet, but it's, it's picking up. Whilst um, you're like, mate, I'm selling cars everywhere. Yeah. I'm just busy in general, like. Just busy, I have other busy things guy. I have to do, and yeah, yeah. yeah other bits and well, anyway, yeah. thank, thank you for making the time. No, uh, pleasure. <laughs> thank you for uh, having me. If you are watching us here on YouTube, make sure to hit subscribe and get us to that 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 goal of fifty thousand subscribers as quickly as possible. At which point, one of you will be coming and joining us on, on the now? show. We're on about thirty. Lovely. So we're getting there slowly but surely. Um, yeah, turn on notifications as well so you don't miss those future episodes. Uh, and if you're listening to us, of course, keep following us on whatever platform you're listening to us on. And give us a review if you can. We love a good review. We love a five-star review, but no pressure. Does that help? It may massively help. Okay. Because reviews a... help in my business as well. Oh, yeah, of course. Really big thing at the Do moment. Do you have a review section on your website? Website, Autotrader, Google. I'm going I'm to troll the, you so bad. No, don't do that. <laughs> Great dealership, but that guy, Tony's a bit weird. Picking his nose by an M4. Yeah. No, because that's what everyone's going to go and do <laughs> yeah. now. Please don't do no, that. Give positive, positive reviews. Uh, genuinely, though, I wonder, as, from the listeners, I'd be intrigued by this. Has anyone like looked at Tony's website? Has anyone considered buying a car from Tony? Because I think people do now know you pretty well and know yep. what you do and understand the business. And we talk about it quite a lot here on the podcast. But when people are browsing for cars, I usually just jump on Auto Trader. There were a handful of like specific boutiques that I'll go to, like DK Engineering, Joe yeah, Macari's. Yeah. Obviously, I'm pretty aware of what you've always got in, but I'd be intrigued to know from the audience how many people have 
actually gone and browsed Tony's stock and gone, oh, wow, he's, he's got that. Because what did you post today? An A45 this morning, I think you posted, which is quite nice. Uh, yesterday, yeah. Yesterday, yeah, black yeah, A45. Yeah. But like, there's lots of juicy bits on there. So yeah, let, let us know. It's a bit of market research for you there. Free. I know. Thank you. You're yeah. very kind. <laughs> How much am I getting paid for this? No, no. I, okay. <laughs> Move, on. Uh, Move on. And um, uh, I know for sure that I've sold cars to your audience, mate. Hundred percent. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. A Bath six nine five Aposto. Yes, <laughs> that was a that was a surefire win from you. Yeah, twice I sold that car. Tricky car to sell. Yeah, it's because it's very niche. It's it's reliant on a specific buyer. Basically, mm. if you guys don't know, or those of you that might not remember from my main channel, uh, the Abarth six nine five Aposto car that I owned uh, is a very radical. A Bath 500. It has no rear seats. It's got a roll cage. The hardest ride you could ever imagine, but arguably the most fun track hatchback I've ever driven and hilarious on the road as well. And it's yellow painted in Ferrari paint. We went around Brands actually. Do you yeah. remember? Oh my God, mate. That was an amazing day with yeah, Max yeah. Chilton. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I love that thing. And I do miss it, but yeah, tough because you are looking for, as I say, a very specific mm. buyer to come and do that, but you smashed it and found them twice. So I sold all your cars. Didn't have a the last few years. You have, you sold the McLaren, you sold the F type. I'm trying to think what the else. Posto. Uh, the, the Cayman. What did I do with the Cayman? Cayman. Did you sell sold the Cayman? That. Yeah. 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 You did. Well done, mate. Yeah. You've sold a lot of bits. I've sold a few bits for you. Congrats, yeah. son. Yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, we're going to get into it today. Lots to discuss. Obviously, the big news from the week in the automotive world, the Geneva Motor Show getting cancelled, mm. which is dramatic, mainly for our Geneva Motor Show review episode, which was supposed to be happening next weekend. Well, we can still do it. Well, we're going to get into that in a second. Um, uh, also, we've got to catch up on what's been going on this week, because as you say, you've been a busy man, but but I've been a busy man too. Good. A little bit of information to share on that. Have you had any money? Uh, I've, spent, I've spent some. I know. <laughs> for personal reasons we can't possibly disclose. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. No, no, no. <laughs> Also, uh, the F1 special is coming. You guys were all super positive and actually very encouraging. I and saw I really that. appreciate it. Yeah, saying that they want that F1 special. So now that testing is finished, that's what I was waiting for. Obviously, the final few days of testing were this week or last week even, actually. Um, so that F1 special is going to be coming probably this week. I'm losing track of my time conspiracy wherever we are. Well, because you'd have plans to go to Geneva and stuff and now that's all changed. Exactly. So yeah, time yeah. to make some F1 content. <laughs> um, as well as also, I want to talk about two mainstream uh, forms of entertainment that have been happening at the moment. The new Drive to Survive series, which is just launched on Netflix, and Top Gear, something we haven't really talked about on this show, this podcast for a while. Um, but I've been really enjoying Top Gear recently. Me too. I want to dive into that. Yeah. Um, but let's kick things off, as I say, with, yeah, this week, what has been guaning. Um, so I went down to Girardo and co, who are kind of like a super extreme specialist, classic race car dealer. I mean, like, that's a sort of bad way to sell them because they do everything up to like Enzo's and LaFerrari's, whatever. Um, but they do the sort of more niche, obscure variants of cars and i went there to check out something called a ferrari 360 gt oh i saw this i mean i didn't Mate. watch the video but i saw it um is it is, i saw a clip something about it being the, the the only car it's based on a challenge car but it's a road car no it's not based on a challenge car okay <sighs> so, so what is it <laughs> then <laughs> this is ferrari's first ever gt car 488 GT, 458 GT, what they take to Le Mans for the World Endurance Championship. Well, this ain't the 360 thing. This is the 360 GT. 
This is a totally custom-built, bespoke race car. They made 30 of them in total, well, just under that, I think. Tw- uh, no, uh, 37. Uh, no, what's it based on? It must be based on something. It is a 360. Fun. But if you get up close to it, you suddenly realise that it it's not. I mean, Ferrari have gone to town on this thing. Really? Wider body, wider, uh, you know, stuff. When did they make it? Uh, 2000 and... Oh, God, you really stumped me there. 2004, five, four. So Five. right, last of them. Yeah, yeah, last of them. Yeah. Um, but, you know, whilst the challenge was a sort of racy version of the road car, this is a full-on race car. For example, take a 488 challenge right now and put it next to the actual Le Mans car and you'd be like, <laughs> to different, different um, things. Not for the road, this car. No, not for the road. You probably could road legal if you were a total nutter. Um, but it's a super special car because it was back when Ferrari were working with Michelotto, who were like a sort of Italian specialist for race car builds, did a lot of rally cars back in the day and stuff. Um, and this thing, yeah, this thing is just the dream. About 200 and, well, 50, 70 grand, something like that. Once you, I can't work out the taxes, but... Not cheap, super but not, rare, but but not too far off a challenge. Well, that's the thing, Stradale. Stradale, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and this is a theoretically track only car. Um, but in the video, I talked about the thought or desire for actually, whilst Challenge Stradale will forever remain my like halo, I will get there one day kind of car, because I got the three hundred and sixty Moderna, and I'm about to put a Challenge Stradale exhaust on it, and Challenge Stradale ECU, and it's got a gated gearbox. I'm in no rush to get the Stradale because I'm like, well, my car's going to be, I'm, I love my car. It's going to be pretty damn good. Maybe I buy a Challenge, a race car. Okay. And what will you do with that? Race it. You understand the cost involved? Yeah. <laughs> yes, this is the only concern. But no, <laughs> it's not even a little bit of a concern. It's huge. It's a disaster. It's a disaster. It'll be, it'll be 10 grand a day uh, to run it easily. Easily, uh, yeah. Okay, maybe I overlooked that, that part. Yeah, of I mean, you, I mean, it's not a thing, mate. You can't, you can't do it. Because <laughs> the thing is, everyone's like, "Oh yeah, get a challenge and make it road legal." But I'm a bit like, "Well, I'd buy a challenge Rosalie because that, that, that is literally a road legal challenge." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. actually the same thing. Yeah, and you could drive it on the road. Yeah, and not be massively uncomfortable. But I thought, why not? You know, I don't. I've done a bit of track content over the years. It's been great. It's a, it's a ball ache to film. I'll be honest. Making decent track content is the hardest thing that I have. We I should do some this do. year. Yeah, but as I say, like. I can't do it on like, I know Archie's come along and filmed a lot of your track days and it suits his channel, but the way that I like yeah, to make my content, do it like that. No, I no, need no. like we do pri- it in one a private track day. Yeah, you do it in one take. We do, yeah. literally do it in one take, yeah. mate. I mean, it's not, he doesn't even edit, he just no. puts it up. Oh no, I haven't, done, <laughs> I haven't done one takes for about four years. I wish I could still do a one take. That would be the dream. Go on, Archie. Keep smashing it, mate. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you think this would be a way to ruin my myself financially? Because a, a car has just come online on collecting cars, a 360 Challenge, with a GT body kit. I, I, on, I, I'm actually amazed you're even considering it. <laughs> I've gone I, mad to You've absolutely lost the plot. Like, last week it was that Maserati. No, hey, 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 hey. That the, is still an option. The week before it was a telling everyone to go and buy a 4C. I mean, what is wrong with you? I mean, you've gone absolute. What will it be next week? A oh, jet? just you wait and see. I know something that's coming out of Geneva, which oh my, I am Geneva's not coming. On. Sorry, yes. <laughs> Good point. Okay, <laughs> maybe we should come on to that, actually. There is some other news that I want to share from this week, but I think we have to get into it because it's fairly huge in terms of the car world. Uh, Geneva Motor Show, just in case you don't know what we're talking about, is arguably or has previously been the most prestigious automotive car show of the year, every year for the last 20 or... Second biggest in Europe? Second biggest in Europe. Well, 
I mean, this is where, in terms of size and scale, it always differs. Um, but I just think in terms of, as I say, prestigiousness and importance and relevance, I would always say Geneva. Well, Geneva has at least been the biggest for the last 10 years. Mm. It's where people have chosen to launch their big cars. LaFerrari, P1, uh, 918, for example, Geneva. Actually, were they all Geneva? No. I think Laf and P1 were Geneva. Yeah, I'm not, I'm, I didn't go. I think so 918 sure. wasn't. Anyway, but you know, big <laughs> stuff has been launched at Geneva over the years. Uh, it's huge. Um, if I'm honest, it's kind of boring. Like it is a convention, isn't it? Like once you've been a few times, mate, like who cares? And like you said last week, that when you don't go, you see it on the internet, like literally the, the, the same day. Well, the last couple of years, that's been the tactic by many manufacturers is to reveal the car a few days earlier via social media or yeah. via the internet. And so by the time you get there, you've kind of seen it and it's less impressive. Gone seem to be the days of, oh my God, there's something under the cover there on the McLaren stand. What on earth is it going to be? You know, I, like I actually wonder, mate, now, is it's a question mark. Is this going to be the end of Geneva? Well, okay, so I saw this tweet out this week. So obviously Geneva has been cancelled because of the uh, <coughs> coronavirus. Uh, which... People are dying, mate. I mean, it is serious. Oh, no, I shouldn't joke. No, no, no. Just like, you know, you went in on me when I said, when you had that tornado thing and you nearly <laughs> died and I couldn't stop laughing. It was a freaking earthquake. It wasn't a tornado. All right, it was an earthquake and I thought it was the fun. It's actually the funniest thing I've still ever heard. <laughs> I Not so people, but, one of the most traumatic experiences of my life. Yeah, but you telling it, it was just hilarious. And you told it so seriously as well. Like, because it was traumatic and terrifying. But this is traumatic and terrifying. Fair, fair. But just because you haven't got it, it's, it's, it's a joke to you. But I think if we did have it, we'd be all right. <clears throat> yeah, because we're healthy, normal. Don't forget, guys, coronavirus is the flu. It is a very bad form of the flu, which Correct. has a higher uh, death rate than regular flu, sure. But it is specifically of risk to the elderly, 80 plus, and those with a sort of existing condition. Asthma. The majority of us, if we were to catch corona, would theoretically recover, should recover within yeah. a sort of five day period. It's obviously highly contagious. It is scary. It is worrying. And obviously anyone who's been affected by it horrific like i couldn't imagine for sure how upsetting that must be but at the same time i think this mass hysteria and panic of maybe the media using sort of clickbait headlines of corona's coming to kill us all yeah is creating a little bit of mass hysteria um but it is also affecting global events like geneva so yeah it's being cancelled and for the industry i think it's fairly major because whilst maybe it didn't hold the importance that it used to the motor show because of the reasons we just talked about with social media money, you know, McLaren, for example, launching the seven, seven sixty five LT. Is that right? Seven. Is that, uh, anyway, the oh, LT yeah, version yeah. of the seven twenty. Yeah. <clears throat> that was their big reveal moment, Geneva. And so now they've had to think again, I'm going, Oh crap. So all that money we spent on the stand and the presenters and the cars, blah, blah, blah. Let's get them all back from Switzerland quickly. And we'll do something at our factory next week. On social media. On social media, live stream. Um, yep. Same with Morgan. I, I know they were had a big reveal for their new car. And they've had to get, so they had to fly someone out there to drive the car back quickly so they could do something at the factory. But what I'm saying is, is you wonder if, if, if it goes down well online, yep. digitally, how most businesses run now. You know, my business is digital business. Um, you wonder if they just scrap the old way and go, sorry guys, we're not coming. It worked so well online. That that's it. That's it. I mean, Lamborghini, we know it already pulled out. Land Rover. Land Rover. 
I mean, like, you know, there's a lot of people who weren't going mm. uh, in the first place anyway. So now is this, as you say, going to lead to actually kind of wasn't worth it and put more emphasis on something like Festival of Speed. Yeah. And, and f- for those of you that don't know, these motor shows that are put on by these organisers, they charge the manufacturers huge amounts of money. Huge. We're talking tens of millions. It's huge. Tens of millions yeah. for some of the biggest stands. Like yeah. it's, it's massive, <clears throat> massive, massive money. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens. For us as car enthusiasts, and also car media, I'm actually lumping you in that, Tony. Um, I don't think it's going to change too much, but the fact we're not going to get up close with the cars. I was quite excited, for example, to see the Roma, Ferrari Roma, and, the, and see the proportions of it and understand it. You're not seeing it in the flesh? No, not seeing it in the oh, flesh. So you had. No, I haven't oh. had, had a look yet. Um, so, you know, things like that would have been nice, but we're going to see all the cars. They are, will be revealed, theoretically, next week online in some kind of form, at which point, cool, like, great, like, and we'll see it at some point. So I'm not sure it's going to affect us that much. And I guess we'll still be able to do our Geneva Motor Show special. Yeah, yeah, because we're going to get with the information next week yeah, anyway. They're yeah, not, the, they're not going to not release the cars. We'll call it the non... No, the... The, the digital. Digital Motor Show special. Look at that, Tony. You're getting good at this whole thing, aren't I'm you? I'm learning, aren't I? Yeah, you are learning. Um, any rumours or, or sort of little things that you've picked up on over the last few days that you're now excited about next week? I mentioned the McLaren LT. New Morgan, I know, is not going to be up your street. Two-seater Bentley coming. Uh, really? Yeah. Is there? Yeah, I can't remember. You're really up on Bentley at the moment, aren't oh, you? Man, like, you're like, so on Bentley at the moment. Absolutely like. Yeah. I mean, uh, 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 I'm 30 now. Yeah, well, that, <laughs> a, a Bentley does suit your attire. <laughs> Not today, mate. <laughs> Not today, you're like a hooligan. <laughs> but, but in general, like mm. your renaissance. Oh, it suits. I don't, I don't think that's the right word. No? Good, good try, mate. Okay. I was trying to be JWW. On beyond, on beyond, says it, not Renaissance. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so nothing, nothing. You haven't seen a whisper of anything and gone. Oh, what's that going to be? Well, like I said, the 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 new nine nine two Turbo Porsche is coming. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't, I don't think there's anything else. That it looks I'll... like it's got a big wing. Did you see that teaser picture? Yeah, I, I don't think it. I don't, it's I got a big wing in that teaser. Yeah, picture. but I don't think it will be. That. I think and you don't think it's too early for the GT3, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not coming. That'll be next year, won't it? Or later on in the year, maybe for next year's Stuttgart delivery. Stuttgart or whenever that takes place. Uh, yeah, or Frankfurt later mm. on in the year, possibly. Okay. Um, yeah, everything else, like, we've seen, haven't we? Like, yeah, I think so. There's not, a lot, there's not a lot of cars coming out this year, I don't think. Not that we know of, but hey. Uh, the new, I would, I would have liked to have seen the new Mark 8 GTI or R. Yeah, I think I think the R is holding back. I think the GTI. Well, we we know it's been revealed online. The new Audis. There's a few new Audis coming, which that's all relevant. So I don't just go to look at the bonkers supercars. I go because it's relevant to me because quite a lot of them cars that get revealed, I have them in stock in a year or so. So I like to know what's coming. I have a fiddle about with the, you know, with the technology. So I'm I'm au fait with it when people ring me up and say I've got one of these. Do you want to buy it? So. Yes, I don't just go for the big lumpy gear. I go for the normal stuff that every pe- everyday people buy. Bit of research. For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, over the years, where have you done well for like getting early cars and stuff? Because it must be quite good for you. For example, like that GTI. If you get quite an early car from a resale point of view, that's got to be quite good, right? Well, it used to be, but you know, the manufacturers, like I said, the days of big overs for cars now have gone. Even, I mean, not even big overs. Like, for example, if you had an RS6 right now, do you think you could get rid of it for five grand more than... Well, I've, I've, already, I've already 
sold one. I've already got one and sold one. Here he is. <laughs> Here he is. I, I'm picking it up next week and driving straight to the customer and I've sold it already. Mate, you are busy. Yeah. Unless it's a new jumper, isn't it? No, it's no. not. <laughs> it's just been washed. <laughs> I was going to say, someone's been to uh, Gucci or Armani. No, no. Uh, no, it's Balenciaga. Balenciaga's the new one. Oh, God. Wow, okay, so you've already... So that was an existing customer, though, surely? Yeah, yeah, so existing customer, one in RS6. Uh, I was lucky enough to find him one, because at the moment, forward orders for him are about four months-ish. I was so, going to say. There so there was, you go. There's the benefit of you being able to get a car early. Correct, yeah. So, um, but it wasn't really overs. You know, I didn't really make a lot of money. I made some money on it, but um, he's an existing customer. I looked after him and... Um, so yeah. basically you made a handling fee almost. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. So it was supplied by one of my Audi dealers and um, yeah, it'll go go straight to him. Amazing. Well, the the two cars that I'd like you to go and buy... <laughs> I'll take a picture of it and put it online, by the way. Oh yeah, no, fair, cool. I mean, yeah. what do you think of that car, by the way? Actually, before we move on, um, we haven't talked about it that much. We haven't talked about it that much. It's a few quid. Mm. It's a lot of money. I think the one I supplied was a hundred and three grand. Yeah, I remember us saying that. I think in one of the first episodes of this season that it's an expensive car. Mm. But I think we talked about actually what it's. Have you driven it? You no, no, but I will drive it. Okay. So next week, if we're on next week, well, I'll, I'll speak about it. But I'm, I'm not going to drive it for very long. I'm going to drive it straight from the Audi dealer. But I'll get fifty miles or something. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, I'll get a feel of it. I mean, it will be good, mate. They nor- they always good. are. Yeah, and you know what? I've started to see a few on Instagram, and one drove past me on in Chelsea the other day, and I was like, well, actually, you know what? Having hated the previous one so much, I'm a bit like, ooh, ooh. Yeah, I mean, they've got a lot of road presence and they big. just, they're, they're big, they're quite slick. Um, but the old one was big, mate. Yeah, I, I never, never gelled with that old yeah. one. It used to really annoy me. But yeah. but the new one, there's something about the way it looks. I think it's just like... The new one's got four-wheel steering as well, so it's a bit more agile. So um, these manufacturers, they tend to do that with these big cars now. They put four-wheel steering on them, just, just try and make them a bit more agile. Because um, otherwise they just go straight. Yeah, <laughs> True. Yeah, yeah. Not fun. It's a straight no. barge. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. Let's let's save your your real thoughts, I suppose. Um, for for that, I was going to say the two cars that I wanted you to get hold of. I, I want you to get hold of a GTI as quickly as possible. I think it'll be interesting. Mark Eight. Yeah. yeah why yeah, not? Yeah. Like they'll, I think it'll be they'll, cool. They'll, they'll be around. Yeah, yeah. Um, New S Three. Same thing. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And what was the other thing? I forgot. The other car I wanted you to get hold of. Anyway, we'll come back to that. Um, last thing to touch on before we take a little small break uh, is that I took my nine eleven. This is an exclusive. Oh no, wrong no. <laughs> It's the oh, other one. Yeah, there that's we it. go. It's an exclusive, people. Um, kind of forgot about my buttons there, didn't we? Didn't we use those last week? No, anyway, we didn't look. The buttons are back. Um, uh, I took my car, my 911, to Litchfield this week. The GTR so, tuner. Oh. Mm. So this video is going to be going live on the main channel in a couple of days, but I'm giving you guys an exclusive on the podcast because we love you. Um, and you guys. We do, love this you, audience. Yeah, we love this audience. Oh, no, I love I love all my audience, but this audience, I I'm just I'm prepared to give them a little heads up because they're they're here. They're doing they're loyal. They're new. You know. Yeah. We're we're enjoying you guys. So we're yeah, like, uh, we're like a telephone company. You know, like while you're on, we're going to look after you. <laughs> So true. Um, so yes, uh, as you guys know, because I've been speaking about it for a while, the 911 is staying. That that has been a decision. All explained in the main channel video. And to give it a bit of a breath of fresh air, I took it to Litchfield, uh, and they have they have transformed my car. We're not going to say much more than that. Um, but yeah, visually it looks a bit different. You'll see that on Instagram. Visually as well. Yeah. Well, oh, okay. I mean, I just took the roof box off and took the stickers off. So. Oh. 
That looks the same as an Orbit. No, no, yeah, it looks like a normal car now, rather than still it? green. Yeah, still green. Still okay. got the rally lights. Still got the orange Porsche logo. Um, but mate, oh. Anyway, tune in. Uh, it should be going live on Wednesday if the weather stays good. Problem was, I got to the end of the day when they'd done all the work and it was absolutely pissing with it. It was Storm Jorge or whatever the guy's called. And it was pouring with rain and it was like, this is not the right time to film my, my first drive. So I thought rather than rush the video and put it out without a review, I'll wait a few days, wait for the weather to dry up and hopefully put the video out on Wednesday. So yeah, stay tuned for that. So you haven't filmed the video yet? No, I filmed all of it up to me turning the car on at Litchfield after they'd done all the work. And then you're going to do the... the I haven't done the like, what the does it feel bit. like okay, now fine. that they've finished their work? You do that in the dry? Yeah. So you're going to cut and De- edit? Definitely need to do that in the dry. <laughs> so, so you're not going to be anywhere near Litchfield when you do your drive? No. <laughs> but I was very upfront about that. Yeah, I, I said in the video, yeah. I said this is not the right time to drive this car with... Well, anyway, I don't want to say too much. No, more. no, no, no. Yeah. Uh, okay, so let's take a little bit of a break. And when we come back, we are going to be chatting about uh, F1 briefly. Uh, actually, no, no. What's I want to talk about? <laughs> I'm saving F1 for the thing. We're going to be talking about uh, Top Gear, talking about Drive to Survive. And somebody posed this question to me. If you and I were to group together and buy one car to share between us, what could that car be? We'll be back in a second. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Is that like Lewis Hamilton? That's what he does. That's what he does. Do you know Lewis well, do you? Quite well, yeah. Got, you know, when you've got a few quid, you say, say your circle goes, you know. <laughs> Quite often we bump into each other. Because oh. you're so rich, you hang out. No, 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 I just, I, no, no, I'm not rich. I just got a few quid. Okay, private, your, your private jet parks next to his. No, no, I haven't got a jet. <laughs> I'll get on his. 
Okay, well, look, talking about Lewis Hamilton, actually, last night I watched the episode of the new Drive to, Vi- Drive to Survive series on Netflix, uh, which was the German Grand Prix when Mercedes fell apart. I, um, I, I have absolutely no idea what you're talking about. Oh. I mean, I do not know what... Oh, I thought we were on a wavelength here. You haven't got a clue. No, no, no. I mean, oh, I, don't right. watch, I don't really watch a lot of telly. I don't watch Netflix, for Oh, sure. sorry. Okay, let me explain to you, because you would enjoy this, actually. Really? This is Netflix's documentary on Formula One. Oh, I would enjoy it. Series one was the 2018 series. See, sorry, season. 2000. Oh, this, I'm really all over the place. Where's my coffee? <laughs> um, series one was the 2018 season. Series two is the 2019 season. And it's a bit Hollywood, the way they do it. They have Will Buxton doing a lot of fake commentary because like one episode, they'll be looking at Racing Point and the race will start and be like, Lance Stroll's in ninth place is going for the overtake you're like clearly no one was talking about that on the day so as a real F1 nerd it's a little bit too Hollywood but you get amazing insight because the access they have they have these like super long range microphones that pick up on conversations happening like four miles away so clearly that you you hear all these interactions that you never really get otherwise mm. So it's really fascinating. You should go and check it out. Season one was cool. The biggest, I think, eye-opener for season one was the Haas team. And Gunter Steiner, who's the team manager, just swears all the time. Really? Literally like non-stop. He, he, like you. I mean, you, you curtail it a bit on this podcast, which I appreciate. <laughs> um, but yeah, he is, he is hilarious. And just absolutely ribs Roman Grosjean. Like every single race, he's like, are you going to crash this way? Um, anyway, it's back now for season two, which is obviously the 2019 season. Uh, which I think they've done well with the timing-wise because it's still fresh in our minds Mm -hmm. and they get it out of the way before this year starts. Um, And I've only watched a couple of episodes, but it's good. Um, And famously, Netflix were there filming their Mercedes F1 or Mercedes AMG episode during the German Grand Prix, which was that wet race where Lewis crashed twice, Bottas went off, the whole race fell apart. Actually, just really interesting um, to analyse and to see behind the scenes and they're they're in the motorhome after the race for like the debrief. And you see Lewis sort of have that moment of realization that he just messed up and, and lost it in Bindi. And he seems to be getting more and more frustrated and a bit emotional. And yeah. It was, fa- it's fascinating and it's worth watching. As I say, I'm enjoying season two more season one. I think maybe it'd been too long. I think it came out when 2019 was already going and I was a bit like, Oh, who cares about 2018? And a bit too Hollywood, but I recommend it to anyone actually, if they're into Formula One or not. And it's largely been this series that has helped get the US audience back into the sport. Ah, oh, got you. Because it's opened the doors to America and because they've made it quite Hollywood and dramatic, you know, they've they've edited it, edited it incredibly. You know, the as someone who knows the sport and then knows TV video making, you can see the cuts, you can see it, and it's just genius because they make moments out of nothing. Yeah. Um so something which you know you know that the audience or the crowd wouldn't really be getting behind. Suddenly they make it seem super exciting. Yeah. Like a Haas battle for 13th place. <laughs> these, uh, these documentaries on, on Netflix and Amazon seem to be the, the rage at the minute because Amazon are doing it on um, football teams. So oh, okay. They've done Manchester City last year. They've done my football team, Tottenham this year. Ooh. So it, it's similar thing, but it's obviously Harry Netflix. Kane, and the Harry Harry Kane. Yeah. I mean, he's Is injured. It? Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. But the right football team, well done. Thank you. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. It's a it's a big thing at the moment, uh, very in vogue. And yeah, for Formula One or just car fans, I would recommend Drive to Survive. You for sure. And while we're, well, I know we're not really going to talk about F1, but while we're on it, we might as well, I might as well enter it in the question because I'd like you to answer the question. Please. If you could. 
What was the press conference with uh, uh, Vettel? Yeah, what what uh, what a um, is that fast? Cool. Yeah, fast. Okay, okay, thank you. Uh, so mid mid week uh, during testing, suddenly all the F one journalists started a bit crazy on Twitter, and people were going shock, unexpected press conference between Mattia Binotto, who's F one because I called you, yeah, I Ferrari found you team. What's going on? Yeah, and Vettel, and everyone was going, "What's going to be happening? What's going to be discussed?" And effectively, it was just Ferrari changing up their press conference schedule. <laughs> but everyone was convinced it was either going to be a new contract discussion or even a potential retirement announcement. And I think this is the big thing this year with Ferrari and maybe with Vettel in general is what does the guy do? Uh, he hasn't had the smoothest preseason run so he's far. Contract he's out of contract this year. Mm. 2021, huge rule changes. I think he's lost a little bit of his star appeal. He's lost a little bit of credibility, especially last year against Leclerc, but also just in general, since the Red Bull days, I don't think he's as attractive a proposition as some of the younger talent. If I was Red Bull, if I was Mercedes, would I really be looking at Vettel? I'm not so sure, but he is still a four-time world champion. You can't Mm. ignore that. Do I think his value is higher at a midfield team? or even McLaren, who I think are very soon going to be a non-midfield team and, and probably a top team. Um, yes, I think, you know, they would snap up. I don't think Mercedes or Red Bull would be that interested. Yeah. And so that poses the question is, where does he move, if anywhere? And maybe this comes to the end of the road because he keep, he kept talking last year about almost like a, the fact he'd fallen out of love with the sport. He doesn't need the money anymore, does he? he oh. It, it's not a thing anymore. I mean, he's, he's one of the, he's the second highest paid Formula yeah, One driver. And- but you know what? I think that's a very layman's term way of thinking about the sport. Yeah. I, I think the majority of the drivers would drive for free. I, I don't think many of them sit around going, oh, I need to earn a few quid before I no, retire. No, 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 no. Like, no, you but- know, it, I, I know what you're saying, but I think for them, it's more about, yeah, enthusiasm, opportunities to race and yeah. win. I don't see Vettel, a four-time world champion, moving to Williams. No. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think he's clinging onto the sport. Alonso, unfortunately, I think, clung onto the sport because he felt like he didn't get what he deserved, which is probably a problem with his ego. Um, whilst Vettel, I think, had achieved, you know, what he needed to achieve. And maybe he's like, look, it's not, I'm done. It's, I'm over it. Um, it would be shocking if he retired, but yeah. not not totally unexpected. So that's a bit of a contradiction for myself there. But I think it would be sad if he retired, but maybe not shocking. Yeah, because he's not been the same. I, I I actually think he's not been the same since he's had children, mate. Yeah, there could be something in that. Yeah. There could definitely be something yeah. in that. I think he just doesn't <clears throat> handle pressure that well. That and you know when he was at Red Bull, those dominant years when he won the four world championships, he didn't really have pressure. Definitely not from Weber, because if you look, he dominated Weber. Yeah. Compared to uh, uh, Rosberg and uh, Hamilton. Yeah. You know the Red Bull was arguably the quickest car, but he still dominated Weber, and he was often out front. That was his famous trick: get it on pole, beat the DRS, you know, on the first lap, and just run away with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, just control so, the race. Control the race. Yeah. And since he left that team, we've seen him in situations, and even when Danny Rick came and joined the team, when he has that pressure from the teammate or from another driver on track, he seems to fluff it, mm. um, which I think damages his credibility. Uh, and, you know, he seems to be less enthused by the sport. I do still think he's a great talent. I think he's, a, I think he's got a great mind for the sport, a great head for the sport. He's my favourite driver. Yeah, uh, really? Mm. That's interesting. He is, yeah, because he's very humble. Um, he is still four-time world champion. Yeah. He's got a wicked personality. Yeah. He doesn't do social media. He doesn't care about any of that, which is which I think is really good. Um, he's completely different to Lewis Hamilton. Completely. Completely different. 
Um, they're like chalk and cheese. He yeah. literally doesn't care. Yeah. Um, and that's why I like him. Okay. Uh, I think he's like, he's my favourite. Do you find him exciting to watch on track though? I used to, not yeah. so much anymore. Because like I said, he's he's lost it a, a little bit. Whereas um, you can sit, you know, we used to have an argument. That I always said to you that I thought Vettel was as good as Hamilton, but he's not like Hamilton is just next level. It's the consistency. Mm. And that is so important in this sport where you're measuring things by millimetres and by thousandths of a second. You have to be consistent. And yeah. Vettel, I think, unfortunately, the last couple of years has been inconsistent. Um, and yeah, it's a big time for all these drivers. Now, for me, the the big key player in the 2021 driver lineup is actually Danny Rick. I think Daniel Ricciardo is the guy that could force some changes because he theoretically could be a free agent midway through this year. Uh, his contract ends with Renault at the end of this year. And if Renault don't step up significantly, he's going to be looking for another He's too good drive. for the team, isn't he? He's too good for the team yeah. at the moment. Yeah. But the question is, is he an attractive enough proposition? You know, I think he's just still got enough credibility for a, a Mercedes, a Ferrari or a McLaren yeah, to want him. Yeah, big drive, yeah. Or I think, another Red Bull, go back to Red Bull. Yeah, I don't think he would. I mean, he might, but I, I think he kind of burned those bridges a little bit by okay. the way he, he left. And when he went to Renault as well, I thought I thought Renault were coming. As in... I think he know, did. Oh, I saw the dreaming. I think the championship positions, if you look at it, was something like like eighth to sixth to fourth or, you know, something like that. And then you would thought they would have gone ahead, but they actually went backwards yeah. last year. So radical car this year... And I would expect some progression, but I think he wants a podium. I think if he doesn't get a podium in the first six races, he's going to be shopping around. Yeah. Um, and as I say, I think he's still an attractive proposition. Whilst if he stays another year or two years, I think he starts to, his he's value still young will enough go down. Him. Still in he's his 20. He's not that young he's anymore. in his 20s though, still, right? Uh, yeah, maybe. Just. just. But he's definitely, you know, he's on that latter half. He's been around in the sport for a while mm. now, Danny Rick. And he's still quick. Still super quick, but yeah. that's what I mean. He's got, he's got to kind of move now. Because if he, if he wastes another year, if he has three unsuccessful years at Renault, teams will start to look past him. Ferrari, you know, especially if they're replacing Vettel, they're not going to change their lineup anytime soon. Mercedes, okay, fine when Hamilton goes, but I don't think they're going to want to replace Hamilton with, a, with Danny Rick. They're going to want to get fresher talent in, I, th I would think. I mean, it's hard to know, but I think he's got to be careful, Danny Rick. Mm. He doesn't what waste do you think of, What do you think of Norris? His attitude. Do you think McLaren will bin him off? No. What is this? Because of his, because of his, because he's got a bit of, he has got a bit of a bad attitude, hasn't he? What bad no? attitude? No. What he have hasn't... you been reading? No, I haven't. No, no, no. I just, it's just what I've seen. Like, like I just think he doesn't take it that seriously. And, but, and... okay, so <clears throat> I think the this is a he's quick, okay, boomer, uh, which is a very uh, youthful thing to say. Uh, conversation because I think he's very quick. I think he's very talented. I think he had an unlucky season last year, mainly due to unreliability. Also, he was a rookie. And if you look at his rookie year, pretty damn strong. Made a few mistakes, but that's to be expected. Yeah, of course. Um, so did Leclerc. Yeah, I mean, Leclerc. literally. Leclerc. Um, <clears throat> whilst, you know, with Norris, people see him on Instagram, people see him on YouTube, twitching, whatever it might be, taking the pierce, making memes, having, Sims. Having, having a laugh, sim racing, whatever, going, oh, he's not taking it seriously. Exactly the same as Lewis Hamilton going to a fashion show, going to a music concert, flying around on his jet, doing whatever. The The bottom line is, are the results there? Now, for Norris, I would say yes. I didn't see, personally, didn't see anything last year that made me think, wow, if he wasn't on his Insta stories right now, he'd be doing all right. Now, maybe inside the team, they felt that. Maybe inside the team, they were like, oh, this guy's, you know, whatever. 
I think we have to applaud personalities in the sport. Yeah, yeah. I think it's essential. I also think it's essential to have drivers that engage with social media and fans because the sport is still too closed off no matter what. I think fans need to be accessible. Uh, sorry, drivers need to be accessible to fans. And Lando Norris is a Formula One driver that, you know, he collaborated with Casey Neistat. I mean, you know, like, okay, fine, through McLaren, but this is you know, unprecedented in the mm. last few years. Even Lewis is hard to pin down in terms of mm. media, um, social media, whatever. Uh, Danny Rick's been a great personality, but I would hate to think that the sport are going to dull Lando Norris down. Now, if he starts crashing, bidding it off, being stupid, making mistakes, fine. You could say, look, he's not, he's not taking it seriously. He's messing around too much. But I didn't see that last year, personally. I saw some great, great results, some f- speed, competitiveness against science who is arguably one of the greatest you know younger talents on the grid yeah yeah so it, it almost upsets me to hear you say that because I'm, I'm guessing that you're not the only person with that thought yeah um but yeah no I, I think he's a cool talent i think mclaren are really really strong at the moment i have to say i don't think they'll win a race this year but i do think there'll be a couple of podiums and i think they've not been sandbagging but i think they've been playing it very cool in testing and I think they've just been riding a smooth race, great reliability, strong consistency, definitely looking solid in fourth place. Racing point are a weird question mark. I'm basically doing the F1 special, by the yeah, way. Yeah, should, should, <laughs> should, we, should we get should away I, from it now? Yeah, okay, maybe. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, we should say that. I mean, there's a teaser for you guys yeah. on the F1 special. <laughs> a 10 minute one. I got really carried away. Sorry, <laughs> I went to like a weird tunnel at some point. Um, okay, let's, let's come on to the other show that I wanted to talk about, uh, which is Top Gear. Yeah. So Top Gear is in its sort of, I think second or maybe third season of the latest lineup, which is Chris Harris, as I, I'm assuming you all know, uh, alongside Freddie Flintoff um, and Paddy McGuinness. God, I had a mind blank there. Um, so two guys that you wouldn't maybe necessarily immediately associate with cars. But they're TV... TV presenters. TV presenters, I mean, Flintoff, yeah. bloody sportsman, but turn, yeah. turn TV presenter. He's a personality. He's a personality, exactly. But what I love, the reason why I think it's working, because that's what I'm going to come out and say first off is that I'm really enjoying it, is that they don't pretend to be car guys. No, they let Chris Harris do that. They let Chris do it. Yeah. They, they allow Chris to mob them up. They mob up Chris about it as well. Yeah. They're obviously <clears throat> enthusiastic. What I love about Flintoff is he will have a go at anything. He is literally like, yeah, that's a rocket bike. Strap me to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He ends up in a field. Literally ends yeah, up in a field. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's an SAS going on a hike. I'll join them. Like, yeah. So I think he's brilliant. And then Paddy is kind of just like the annoying friend. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Is, like he's yeah. just a loud mouth. He reminds me of you a little bit. If no, I'm I was like, just about to say, he's you to me. Yeah, literally. <laughs> um, boy, come on, before I get into it, what are your thoughts? Have you been enjoying it? Yeah, no, I have. The, the problem is with Top Gear is that some people say, well, it's not a car show anymore, but it hasn't been a car show for years, mate. It's an entertainment show. And and that's what it is with some cars in. So that's why that if you, if you go back to, you know, the famous three, Clarkson, Hammond and May... Yeah, they did know their stuff about cars, but ultimately it was them three sodding about. And that's what this this new trio are. They're just three lads. You've got, arguably, Chris Harris probably knows more about cars than Hammond, May and Clarkson. Um, Clarkson. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah his, his knowledge of cars. And his ability to and, drive them. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's what, he's a very good driver. He's what, people would call a TV driver. So he gets 95% of the ability of the car instantly. His car control is amazing. 
and he's perfect for that show all round. Like he's, um, you can tell he's a, he's a car nut. You know, he, he, some people say he's arrogant and he's a bit rude and I get that. And I actually think he is as well, but he's rocketed to fame and he's probably a bit pissed off with people keep coming up to him, asking him questions all the time because I would be as well. Like, no, honestly. Leave me alone. I want to do a job and drive cars. Yeah, just I just want to do my job. Like, maybe that's what he's like. Like, everyone's different, you know? So, um, yeah, if that's the way he is, that's the way he is. But he's good at his job. Uh, I, I will just come out and say that every time I've met him, he's been delightful and very polite. And yeah, you've super met him, smart. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, And, you know, I, I operate on a totally different side of the media to him and, and wouldn't expect him to, to want to talk to me. Um, but he's always been, yeah, super friendly, super polite. Uh, and so, yeah, I can only say positive things. But I do think he's brilliant at what he does. Mm. But what I really like is it feels like, and maybe it's taken a couple of seasons to get there, there is genuine chemistry between the three of them. There feels like unscripted moments. There feels like a sort of like understanding between them of who plays what part in the kind of threesome. Um, that sounded weird, but you know, uh, it, it's that sense where you're watching three guys have a good time on an adventure. And you're right. I don't really care about car reviews. We've we've been there. We've done it. Now we do with, it. With YouTube, it's yeah, everywhere. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, everywhere. Yeah. So if I really want to see what the new Audi RS5 is like, I will find a video. Yeah. And when it really matters, Chris does still do that content. For example, does, yeah. the Speedtail video, I loved. Yeah. I thought that was amazing for the McLaren Speedtail. Yeah. But the bits that I've really enjoyed have been the silly stuff and have been the laughs. And I think last week's episode was a very traditional Top Gear episode where they took the Vantage, uh, the... 911 911 and the Portofino which isn't which isn't a sports car which isn't a sports car at all no uh, on a sort of on a sort of you know tr- traditional road trip and it, and it was great content but I enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed the special when they went to where did they go with um oh I'm really all over the place this morning uh the special they did at Christmas Peru was it Peru or oh well they went on the yeah Chile was it the Citroen thing and the... Yeah, the one that his yeah. car flipped over That's and right. handbrake. Anyway, yeah. I enjoyed that as much. And there yeah. were three cars that really I had no relation to or interest in. So I think that's what proves that there are strong, there's a, it's a strong formula at the moment. There's no point Top Gear being a review show anymore because because it's TV, they're behind. By the time they put the show out, everything's on social media and YouTube. So they, they've had to think out the box, which is what they've done. Um, and they've, they've brought in free guys that don't seem to be scripted as much and seem to be friends. So that's why it works. I, I, I think totally agree. The interesting thing that happened last week though, is that they're starting the reason to car and a segment that I'm always still a bit like me. Um, was KSI. Do you yeah, know I is? saw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course I do. <laughs> I'm on social media, mate. I don't live in a box. <laughs> no, but I think a lot, but a lot of people on Twitter, Top Gear audience or traditional TV audience, did go, who the heck is this guy? Yeah. And there was a lot of... But they of, would. You, know, you say this though, right? I, I do the same for a lot of other guests that they have on. There seemed to be a lot of anger or resentment or, or question marks over, he's a YouTuber, why the hell is he on the show? Not, uh, oh, I've never heard of this guy, which, as I say, for me, happens a lot with the actors or the musicians that they have on. Sometimes I'm like, I don't know who this is, but or comedians or whatever. But because it was phrased as he's a YouTuber, I think there was a lot of like, how on earth is a YouTuber now a guest on the TV on Top Gear? 
And I never think that KSI is the best ambassador for what YouTubers are or can be. He's had mm. amazing success, mm. 20 plus million subscribers, sold out arenas, music. But the way he presents himself kind of like rubs people up the wrong way. Yeah, he does, yeah. But at the same time, I still think tr- like on traditional media, people don't accept YouTubers crossing that line. I think people are very happy if they're on the internet or whatever, coming across YouTubers in different formats. But I think when you see a YouTuber on mainstream TV, I think people are still irked by it. Like how, why is a bloody YouTuber on BBC Newsround or whatever? I I half get it. Okay. I'll tell you why I half get it. It's because in general, YouTube has a bad name because people perceive to go on YouTube because they want to be famous. Not because it's a career and a job, which is what you take it as, and and quite a lot of YouTubers take it as. They don't. They're not all as professional as some of you guys. Some of them just want to be on YouTube to to get a million subscribers and be famous and and walk down the road and you know and have that fame for not really doing anything apart running a channel. So maybe that's why it's got that bad stigma attached to it. But for the main for probably the 70% of people that I meet that work on YouTube, because I it, it's a career as far as I'm concerned. It's a job. Did I ever used to think that before I got involved in it? No. I used to think how maybe the other people used to think, but because I'm involved in it now and I see how hard you guys work and it's a job, it's a full-on job, I get it. But unfortunately, there is this stigma attached to YouTube that... <clears throat> has that effect that, you know, let's go on YouTube because I want to be famous. I want to walk into a club and and be recognised without actually going on the telly. And I think as well, it still seems like the world's easiest job from the outside. I think, you know, forget what we do. Bedroom vloggers, gamers, somebody who's sitting there working in a nine to five, not very happy in their line of work, who sees a kid with earning millions of pounds from playing computer games in his bedroom, goes like, what that like that's not a job like and like and there's a sort of almost a, a an anger that someone could make a living by just playing video games in the bedroom anyone can do it mate without knowing what goes on behind the scenes i think that's it i think people still don't realize what goes into this for sure l- line of work and so there's a general like oh youtubing's just easy it's just luck you're not skilled you're not talent you don't deserve to be on okay here. off like, you go the, then yeah, no, yeah, yeah yeah like so so i thought it was I wasn't surprised, but I thought it was disappointing to see someone as big as KSI still getting that kind of like, oh, a bloody YouTuber. Not, I don't know who he is. Why is he here? It was the YouTuber part that I think people were uh, aggressed by, aggrieved, aggrieved by. Um, So yeah, anyway, fundamentally, that aside, loving new Top Gear. Yeah, me too. I'm really excited for the episode that goes live tonight, which you guys may have already seen because it would have been yesterday for you. There's Uh, There's only one more, right? This is the last one, or there's one after. I think this? there's one after. I think Six tonight is the is the Subaru episode. Yeah, McCray. the Colin McRae episode, mm. which I think will be which will be mega. Um, but look, we're going to get onto now a, a little bit more uh, car specific topic because I did notice this question the other day. Uh, it came up on my Instagram DMs, which uh, years ago you and I spoke about buying an NSX together when they dropped we under did, 100k. Yeah. We're we're not really talking about that now because they have dropped under 100k. Yeah, we don't want to buy interested. one. <laughs> But we've also talked privately, spoken privately in the past about could we group together and buy something? Yeah, yeah. And just share it between us and, you know, take it on road trips, do whatever. Um, And the question was, what would that car 
Now, finances aside, because any car that we were buying would be 99% Tony's. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about a car that we would both enjoy, both want to use, uh, and that's something that we wouldn't go out and buy alone or, you know. So I know you said, oh, I've all figured it out, figured it out. What is your suggestion, Tony? Well, it... <sighs> flipping hell. I mean, it's got to be a Ferrari. And, and for me, it would have to be something bonkers in terms of like a car, not like an everyday car, like a pistol or a speciale, because I just go and buy one of them anyway. <laughs> so, right. no, no, Enjoy, no, 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 no. I but, need you for that pistol. No, <laughs> exactly. But what I'm saying, it would have to be something where it would be a bit of an investment where the pair of us lumped some money in and, and shared the payments and and a car that wouldn't lose any money as well. I know you like depreciation. I love I, depreciation. I don't. But <laughs> it, there would be no point in doing it otherwise, unless it was something that we could... So it would have to, like you said, go big or go home. It's got to be a big one. Go on. Spit it out, mate. F40. <gasps> oh, yeah, you'll got, really go big or go home. Yeah, it's got, it's got to be something really larry where, you, where, where, you, where we both put aside a load of money every month and that and, and it's in a nest egg and we will use it once or twice a year because the everyday stuff mate with finance now it's so accessible like even you can afford it like honestly like if you've got an half decent job you can afford a supercar now I, I would assume so I mean I think you know between 100% yeah between finance payments etc yeah, yeah, yeah. you can kind of get away with it now what I'm doing is I've just jumped onto the magnitude website and their finance calculator to see if I can get some figures on an F40 because I, I would have no idea what an F40 would be um, finance-wise, because you've got to think the residual's got to be so strong, right? Yeah, but but you still be borrowing the money on the balloon. Yeah, so, so okay, we've got to find a I'll car. I'll tell you how much it is. I know how much it is. To finance an F40? Yeah. You'll be looking into it? No, no, no. I just, I just, it's my job, mate. I mean, <laughs> I know roughly how much it will be. <laughs> a million quid, 20,000 miles. That's what I show my car is. Okay. That's, a, okay. So, okay, let's base it on that. Yeah. Flipping hell. Uh, <laughs> hundred grand in each. So 200 grand in. 200 grand in. Yeah. Would be about six grand a month-ish. Might be a bit more, might be seven. Between seven and 10 grand a month. Seven and 10 grand a month. Yeah. Okay, fine. Well, it's rough. We'll call magnitude to price check that and talk about it next week. But that would be <laughs> the only reason why I'd, I'd, I'd want to share a car. Because you just think, do you know what? You share half the burden. Yeah. Um, you've only got to find half the deposit. Yeah. And it's literally a nest egg. Like it just sits there like a house on a bite of let or something. It just sits there and you just pay it off and you, between you use it once a year. And th th there was that, we actually had an idea between a few of us um, within the supercar driver group. We're all friends. You'll know who they are. And we go away a lot. And we was going to create like a, like a carpool yeah company so nice. what we was going to do is we was all going to put a car in so one of our cars we sure. going to put one in and then all pay the payments yeah and share it so Good. you know there'd be a gt2 there there'd be an svj there'd be a but a private one between four or five of us that are good friends so none of you are then liable for one car's depreciation or absolutely use or, yeah, yeah. yeah we spoke idea. about it at length between the five of us we're all mm. lumping the car in mm. and, it, and and it's and it's a really good idea it's a great way to yeah to share that burden as you yeah. say and not have that commitment and and all enjoy it because yeah when you're buying something silly let, let's say it's an f40 you're not driving it every day 
It's the or special occasion stuff. Yeah. You jump on, you say, oh, guys, I want to take it to uh, Silverstone uh, Classic on the 24th of June. I'll book yeah. it out. Bang. Yeah. Uh, and that's it. And you just share a diary and you work out who's going to use the car when and bish, bash, bosh. The problem with us is that what we would probably do is probably want to go on a road trip and yeah. do 2,000 miles. And it, that's <laughs> exactly. what would happen there. And then ruin it. And then ruin it. Yeah. Well, so I'm going to go the other side of the scale. I've got another car, which I'm going to suggest. So this is one of the car that I think we should share. Do not say that Citroen, because I am not interested. <laughs> Are you ready? Go. McLaren? No way. 675LT? No. Yes. No, not Why? for me. Why? Yes, not for interested. you. We've spoken about this before. Stop backtracking. No. We have spoken about the fact that this car is a hugely undervalued car at the moment. It is very undervalued. I mean, they're under 200 grand, and they are... I think it's the best McLaren yeah. I've ever made. 100%. Best McLaren. Not a car that I would go and buy by myself. I just, firstly, I couldn't afford to, but secondly, I don't think I'd want to, but a car that I w- would love to have access to, to use. Fine, is, is it going to go back up? I don't know, probably not. But is a car to have, to own, to share, I think it's a cool proposition. No, thank you. Why? I'm not buying another McLaren. Oh, don't get into this. Um, no, no. Well, no, but you're not, we are. Well, that's 50% me. I mean, I'm not <laughs> buying one. That's it. I'm, I, I, I'm not buying another McLaren. Oh, no. No. <laughs> We've lost him. So, F40 then, yeah? Yeah, F40. <laughs> and on that bombshell... Uh, <laughs> Time no, to win. Yeah, I think we'll, we'll close it off there. How disappointing. I really thought I'd be able to convince you of an LT today. No. <laughs> yeah, I hope you guys have enjoyed today's episode. Uh, a nice uh, usual roundup. As I say, if you're watching us on YouTube, make sure to hit subscribe, turn on notifications so you don't miss future episodes. If you want to follow Tony, he is Tony Gravelwood Castle on yes. Instagram. It's long, but it's worthwhile. Um, and of course, if you're listening to us only, make sure to keep following us on whatever audio platform you're listening to us on and we'll catch up with you very, very soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 